Emmanuel, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What a Savior. Jesus, who was born to save his people from their sins. Isn't it wonderful what we have to celebrate during this time of year? And then I think about all that we make it into. Wow. Okay, I've got to ask you an important question. How many of you have finished your Christmas shopping? Raise your hand. Wow, look at hands going up all over the place. Okay. How many of you are still working on your Christmas shopping? Still hands going up. Okay. How many of you have not yet started your Christmas shopping? Hey, I'm glad somebody's here besides me. Thank you, Alan. I'm glad you're here. I was going to do it yesterday afternoon, and, and some things happened, and we had a funeral and other things and didn't get to do it. And so sometime between now and Christmas Day, I'm going to have the opportunity to shop, which is something that, that I absolutely detest. Now, now, Donna will tell you that it's not the shopping that I detest. It's the spending money that I detest, Okay. And if I could find a way to shop without spending money, you know, I'm, I might be a little more in favor of it. But I know that, that we've got to do it. But isn't it amazing? Uh, you know, first of all, you're trying to figure out what to get, and then you get to the, uh, the cash register, and uh, you realize how much you've spent. I mean, you have, you have heart palpitations, right? You have to think about it. Let, let's just go back. You know, the, the guy that started all this, whoever came up with that 12 days of Christmas stuff, I mean, think, I mean, he set a pretty high standard. I mean, all those things he gave, and he gave it for 12 days. You, you know what that would cost us today? Well, in the USA Today, back on December 2nd, they, they did a little study on that. I'm, I'm not sure how well you can see it because our screen's a, a, a little bit smaller. But, but, but think about it for a moment. If we were going to do the, the, the 12 days of Christmas, well, partridge in a pear tree, $208. Okay, cha-ching, right there. Partridge, not much, 20 bucks, but the pear tree, a little expensive, all right? So, and then you move to two turtle doves. Well, that's going to cost you 125 bucks. Look at the French hens, $182 for three of them. I think I'd just stick with the American version, wouldn't you? Just get a plain old American chickens, wouldn't cost you near as much. Calling birds, $600 for four calling birds. This is adding up, isn't it? This was, this was a rich guy. Let's move on. Five golden rings. Now, that's understandable. Five of them. I don't know why you need five. But five, $750 for five rings. That's pretty reasonable. Six geese. Wow, a goose costs $60. Six geese, $360. Look at the swans. $7,000. $1,000 a piece for a swan. I have to go back to ducks or something, right? $7,000. Now, here's the deal. Out of all of it, the deal. Eight maids of milk and only $58. They figure it only costs an, an hour for the maid to milk, and they pay her minimum wage, $7.25. So eight of them, only 58 bucks. Of course, you can't get the milk for $58, but at least you could pay the maids $58. So that's a pretty good deal. Boy, now it starts adding up. Nine ladies dancing, okay? It, it, you ever notice that, Brother Tom, that when there's women involved, the price goes up a little bit. You know. So anyway, nine. Sorry, ladies. Nine ladies dancing. Seventy-five hundred fifty-three dollars. Okay. So a lot there. Ten lords are leaping. Uh, those lords are expensive. Fifty-three hundred forty-eight dollars. Eleven pipers piping. 
$2,635. And here we go, 12 drummers drumming, $2,855. Carrie, we're not paying you nearly enough, man, evidently. Okay, $2,855. You know how much all that adds up to, Beef, if you add it all up together? Anybody want to guess? $27,673. Wow. So don't do the 12 days of Christmas, okay? But when it, shopping, it, it costs a lot. And then you, you have the problem of, of knowing what to get. I mean, do you, do you struggle with that? Because, we, you know, we've all got more stuff than, than we know what to do with. And, you know, and I always have to, I only have a couple, you know, gifts really that I have to get. But one of the gifts that, that I have to get is a gift for my dad. Now, my dad doesn't want anything. He doesn't need anything. If you ask him what he wants for Christmas, he'll say nothing. If you ask him what he needs for Christmas, he'll say no. He'll just say, just save your money, son, and spend it on the kids. That's what he says every single year. But, you know, you got to get him something, right? And it's hard to come up with something for people who already have everything. Have you ever received a gift that as you opened it up, you looked at it, and first of all, you wasn't sure what it was? And secondly, you're thinking, how in the world would I ever use it? Or got something you're thinking, thank you very much, Grandma, I'll never wear this. But you opened it up and you, you, you had to seem gracious and you, you said something like, just what I always needed. Right? Have you ever said that and lied? You know, you realize you didn't need it, you didn't even want it, you didn't really even like it. You're thinking, I wonder if I could exchange this. You know, sometimes that happens, right? But isn't it wonderful to know that our Heavenly Father is a giving God? And he is a perfect gift giver. And he gave us a gift that we could never afford, a, a gift that is priceless, but yet it is perfect. And it is just what we need. It is just what we've always needed. It is a perfect gift. Would you turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Back in the Old Testament, get past Psalm, you'll find Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Now remember, Isaiah lived over 700 years before Jesus was born. So, so here we find God through Isaiah announcing to the people of Israel the gift that he was going to get. The gift that he was going to send. Would you stand with me as we read Isaiah chapter 9? And we'll just read two verses there. Verses 6 and 7. You probably know them by heart. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving to us a perfect gift, for sending to us a perfect Savior, who alone could be the perfect sacrifice for our sin. 
thank you that we indeed have something to celebrate at Christmas and every other day of the year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Again, sometimes opening up gifts, it's easy to open them up and look at them and say, just what I've always needed. But when we look at Jesus, we find that God who knows our needs even more than we do. Isn't it wonderful that God says, hey, I, I, know, your, I know what you need even before you ask for it. He knew what we needed. He sent us a, a perfect gift, one size fits all, that everybody needs, and we know him as Jesus. But there were other names, as, as we find here. If we were to go back in Isaiah chapter 7, we would find that he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. But, but here we, we see him called or at least described by at least four different names as we talk about Jesus. And remember in those days, the name meant more than just what someone was called. It, it described who they were. It was, it was a, a, a part of, of, of themselves. And so if, if Jesus here is called the Wonderful Counselor, it's because he is a Wonderful Counselor. If he's called a mighty God, it's because he is a mighty God. If he's called the everlasting Father, it's because he is the everlasting Father. If he's called a Prince of Peace, it's because he is a Prince of Peace. And so here we have all of these names, all of these things that, that God gave us. He, he gave us a, a, a wonderful counselor because we need help with the decisions of life. Think, think about every day, every week, day in, day out, week in, week out, the decisions that, that, that we have to make. Sometimes we need a little help, don't we? Because sometimes we make wrong decisions, and then we have to go back and try to fix those and, and know what the right decisions are. And God knew that we would need help with the decisions of life, so, so he sent to us a, a wonderful counselor. You know, counseling is, is big business these days. Psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, counselors. I mean, it, it seems like it's in vogue these days to talk about, you know, going and talking with my therapist. I'm reminded of the story of the guy who was really depressed, and he went to this counselor, and he didn't know it, but the, the counselor was just starting out, and he, he didn't know, really know what to say or what to do. And, and so the guy went into his counselor, and he, and he just began to pour his heart out, and his life was a mess. And, and he said to the counselor, he said, Sir, do, do you think that things will ever get better? And the new counselor said, I doubt it. Not a lot of hope. But isn't it wonderful that we have a wonderful counselor to help us in those decisions? Financial planners, financial advisors, with all the financial decisions that we have to make. They're, they're out there. I mean, one of the, the, the growing, most growing things in the last 20 years is these psychic hotlines. You know, you can call, out the one, call up the 1-900 number or whatever and, and, and get uh, Miss Cleo or somebody on the other line and, and she'll tell you if you're supposed to marry this person or that person or if you're supposed to take this job or that job or you're supposed to move to this town or that town and, and Miss Cleo can give you all kinds of, of advice because we have all these decisions that we need to make. God knew that. 
That's why he sent to us a wonderful counselor, Jesus, who counsels us. He counsels us through his word that he, that he gives us, that he's, that he's handed down to us. And he counsels us through his Holy Spirit, whom he's placed in the life of, of, of every single believer to, to, to teach us and, and guide us into, into all truth. He sent us a wonderful counselor because we need help with the decisions of life. But not only did he send us a wonderful counselor, but he sent us a mighty God. Because he knew that we'd need help with all the demands of life. You know, the, the holidays are a very, very special time, a very festive time. But you know, for many, holidays are the very saddest time of the year. The instances of suicide actually go up during the holidays. Times of depression actually go up during the Christmas season because there are feelings of, of helplessness and, and people feeling overwhelmed. God knew that life would be demanding and that we would need a, a mighty God. A God who was, who we talk about God being omniscient, all-knowing, and omnipresent, being everywhere. But, but aren't, isn't it wonderful that we talk about a God who is, is uh, omnipotent? He's all-powerful. He's more powerful than any, any danger or, or, or any, any disease or any difficulty. Even more powerful than death because he defeated it so that you and I don't have to worry about it. We don't have to fear it. We needed a mighty God. Now, if you and I could, could, could read the Hebrew text, we would see that, that this word for, for mighty God is, is El Gabor. El meaning God. And Gabor, if we were to translate it, we would probably translate it hero. In other words, God sent us Jesus. God sent us a God hero. Now, when I was a little boy, maybe like you, I would anxiously wait for the next issue of Superman or Action Comics to come out. Because I like to read about superheroes. But God sent us someone greater than Superman, Batman, Iron Man, Wolverine, whoever it might be. He sent us a real superhero. Hero, one that is all, all powerful. When my oldest son was a child 20, over 20 years ago, one of his rewards uh, was we would go to Walmart on Saturday and he would get to pick out a superhero figurine. Now, the toy manufacturers are smart because they don't just do one, they do lots of them, you know, so you keep coming back, coming back. And so at the time, X-Men were, were really both, all those little X-Men, and so you had the heroes and you had the villains, and, you know, you had to have both because the heroes got to have somebody to fight, that kind of, and we would go, and I remember it would take forever for him to decide which hero that he wanted to take home that day. Isn't it wonderful that God gave us a superhero all wrapped in one that could do everything and anything 
The scripture says that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or even begin to imagine. You know, we look around the world today and we see that we're definitely hurting when it comes to heroes. You know, we, we try to make heroes out of sports stars, movie stars, entertainers. And then when they fall, when they fail, we're, we're left disillusioned. Remember a few years ago when uh, Charles Barkley came out and said, I'm not a role model. Remember that? And, and some others took him to task, including Carl Malone, and said, yes, we don't have, when we're in the limelight like this and people are looking up to us, we're role models whether we like it or not. Our only choice is whether we're going to be a good role model or a bad role model. And people are looking for, for heroes, someone who will be good role models, people that they can look up to, and God knew that we needed that kind of person. And so he sent us Jesus to model life for us. He wrapped him up in flesh so that he would, be, he would live just like you and me. He would be tempted in every way that you and I have been tempted. And yet he was always, always, always victorious. Perfect to the very end. Wonderful counselor to help with the decisions of life. But a mighty God. A superhero to help us with the demands of life. Then he also gave us an everlasting father. Because he knew that we would need help with the distress of life. You know, this time of year, <laughs> stress seems to go up, right? Because we have so much stuff to do. I mean, I've already mentioned the, the shopping stress. Now, for some of you, that, that might not be stress. For me, it's the worst stress of my year. I just, just don't like it. But you got to find time. you got to find time to shop. And then, and then you, you, you have to find time for, for, to, to wrap the gifts. And, and, and then all that, when you have family coming over, you, you have to f find time to, to cook and get ready. Put up all the lights, do all the decorations. If you're traveling, you gotta, you got to figure all that out. There's just, there's just, at the end of Christmas, it's like, man, I'm just physically stressed out. And then, at the end of Christmas, we're financially stressed out, right? I mean, it's like the guy I heard about, he was called up on the phone to this company, and he said, you know, we signed up on that easy payment plan, and it's a little difficult. Do you have anything that's easier? You know, it's real easy when you just put it on the plastic, isn't it? I remember one year standing in line at Guitar Center, trying to buy a gift for my son, and I got all the way up there, and I give him my credit card, and they said, sorry, sir, this card is denied. I'm thinking, what? No way. So I said, well, there's got to be a mistake. Will you run it again? So she runs it again and says, sorry, sir, the card's denied. <laughs> well, that's embarrassing. There's a whole line behind you. Your card's denied. I know it's good. So I give her another card, and it goes through. But I, I, I wanted to prove my point. So I stood there in line, and I called the 800 number on the back of the card. Okay? I got somebody on the other line, and I said, Hey, I'm standing here, just tried to make a purchase, and you denied my card. And they said, Well, sir, uh, we, we cut your card off because you're spending more money than you normally spend. 
And I'm thinking, hello, it's Christmas. It's the one time a year I do spend money. But it's easy to put more on there than we normally do, right? And then when January comes around and the bill comes around, we're really financially stressed out. We're, we're financially stressed, we're, we're physically stressed, and then we're, we're relationally stressed. I mean, just knowing where to show up, eat where is hard to get all that figured out, right? As kids get older, you know, and then you got, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're small, you, you got to decide which grandparent you're going to eat with. And then as you get grown, then you still got your grandparents, your parents, but then you got your children and they've got their families. And, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, on Christmas Eve, we got to be somewhere at 10, 12, 2, 4. Then Christmas morning, we start out with 8, and then we got to be somewhere at noon. And then somewhere, and then just the whole two days are just full of stuff. And we, we just can get family or relationally stressed. Then when we have fractured families where we're swapping out kids and all of those kinds of things and and, and trying to get all of that worked out, all of a sudden it's just, wow, I'm stressed. But you know, isn't it great that God gave us an everlasting father when he gave Jesus just to have someone that we can talk to, someone that we can lean on. You know, I've shared with this with you before. The older I get, the smarter my dad gets. The more I find myself picking up the phone and, and, and calling him about things. Because with all the distress in life, it's, it's just nice to be able to talk to somebody, right? few years ago, Chaplain, uh, Hallmark uh, decided to uh, send cards to prisons at Mother's Day. And they sent Mother's Day cards for the, for the, uh, for the inmates to, to, get, uh, to send cards to their moms. And the response was overwhelming. You know, all the, I mean, they, every card they sent was taken and used. And so the response was so overwhelming that they decided to do the same thing on Father's Day. And this particular year at one particular prison, at one prison, while all the Mother's Day cards were gone, less than 50 Father's Day cards were picked up. Because so many of them, their father, they had no relationship with, they had an absentee father. And, and, and more and more people today are growing up without, without dads. God knew that we all need one, and so he sent us one. He sent us an everlasting father, a father that says, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you, a father that is going to be with you forever and ever and ever. You know, change is rapid. It just seems like things are changing all the time. But isn't it wonderful that in all the change in life, some good, a lot bad, but in all the change in life, that our everlasting Father never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We never have to worry. I don't know about for you, but 
That takes a lot of the stress out. That takes all the stress off because all I have to do is focus on him, my everlasting father. Eternal in quality and quantity. Well, we needed a wonderful counselor to help with the decisions. We, we, we needed a, a God hero, a mighty God to help with the demands. We, we need an everlasting father to help us with the distress. But then also, we needed a prince of peace who can help us with all of the disturbances of life. I have to confess to you that uh, I very seldom listen to the news anymore it just it just stresses me out get tired of hearing it can't do anything about it except pray and probably most of the news I get is just that what pops on my screen when I'm checking my email because every day you turn it on there's there's war somewhere right something else is going on I mean if it's we get through with Iraq, then it's Iran. You focus on the Middle East, all of a sudden it's North Korea. You never know where it's coming from or where it's going. There's, there, there seems like there's, there's always war. And yet God sent us a prince of peace. One of our Christmas carols, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. The, the, it was actually a poem that was put to music written by uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow back in 1864. I don't know if you, I, we're real familiar with the music. I don't know how familiar we are with the words, but it, but it goes something like this. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. We, we, we know that, but there's a verse in that song that we hardly ever sing. You know, I don't know how Baptist we got in the habit of never singing the third verse. I don't know how we ever did that. But if ever, when we, remember when we used to sing out the hymnal? You'd always sing first, second, and last. You know, you never sing. There's a third or fourth verse. You never sing it. Well, the third verse of that song in, in, in most hymnals says this. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Well, not a very positive line. But remember, he wrote that back in 1864. When the Civil War was at its height, Longfellow's wife had died just a couple of years before, and his son had been wounded just a couple of months before in the Civil War. And so while everybody at Christmas was talking about peace, there was no peace. But notice how he ended the song, not negative. He wrote, Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. He knew that we would need a prince of peace to help us with the disturbance of life because there's war. Insecurity. Does, does it ever seem like to you that, that what used to be right is now wrong? And what used to be wrong is, is now considered okay? 
Seems like things get turned upside down. I, I, I was reading about something that happened 30 years ago. You know how it flashes back to this day in history 10, 20, 30 years ago. Well, 30 years ago, in, 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 in 1984, a man by the name of Bernard McCummings, a 24-year-old man, mugged and brutally beat an elderly 72-year-old man in the subway in New York City. And when the police got there, he ran and they shot him. And it didn't kill him, but it paralyzed him from the waist down. So here was a man brutally beating an elderly man. He sues New York City, and they award him with $4.8 million. A jury did this, awarded him. The mugger became a millionaire. Things just don't seem to make sense sometimes, do they? Insecurities and, and, and war and anxieties, unrest. But in the midst of all that, as we open up our gift from the Father, we have a Prince of Peace who helps us with the disturbances of life. Over on the battlefields of Europe, World War I, it's Christmas Eve. The Allied forces of the English and the Americans were, were buckled down into their trenches and their foxholes, and, and across the barbed wire on the other side were the German forces. Christmas Eve, and amazingly, there was no fighting going on at the time. And the American soldiers heard what sounded like singing coming from the German trenches. And as they listened, they, they recognized... The tunes, they couldn't understand what they were saying, but they recognized the tune and they were singing Christmas carols. And they recognized that they were singing Silent Night. And so the Germans were singing Silent Night and the Americans and the British, they joined together and they began to sing Silent Night. And in the middle of war, at least for a little while, peace broke in. Christ interrupted the forces of war. Maybe this year you need to let Jesus interrupt your Christmas. Because for you, maybe it's got so stressful and busy and difficult and even sad. You need to remember the gift that you've been given. A wonderful counselor. A mighty God. An everlasting Father. A Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending us Jesus. Lord, we know we're so undeserving of your love and of your grace and of your mercy. But Father, thank you that you love us anyway. And thank you that Jesus and salvation is a gift, not something that we earn, not something that we work for, not something that we buy, but something that can only be received. 
Thank you for the gift of Jesus, something that we all need. Where one size fits all, that meets every need. Father, help us not to miss you this year with all the trappings that we've made Christmas. But help us to remember the gift we're given. And for those this year who've never received the gift of Jesus, I pray that this year will be the year that they really celebrate Christmas for the first time. And Lord, out of all the giving that we give, let's not forget, help us not to forget to give the good news that unto us a son has been born. Unto us a child has been born. Unto us a gift has been given. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand with me just a moment? Just Barbara's coming to play. Brother Tom's here at the front. We're going to take just a moment for you. Maybe something's got you stressed out this week. Maybe something much more serious than just the fact you don't have all your shopping done or your groceries bought or your plans made. Maybe it's a relationship issue just something going on in your life it's not what it should be not where it should be could it be that God needs to remind you that that gift's there under the tree Jesus he said to Joseph you'll call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins Maybe today's the day when you just say, I want to open my gift, Lord. Maybe the days when you make Jesus, let him be Lord of your life again. Maybe the reason things are so stressful and out of whack for you is because you've been trying to run things. And he never intended for you to do that. He wants to be Lord. He wants to be boss. He wants to help you in your decision, in your demands. Won't you let him do that? Can't you hear the Father say, Merry Christmas. Here's Jesus. The greatest gift, the perfect gift, really the only gift that you need. If you missed it, you've missed it all. But if you have it, you've got it all and nothing else matters.